Hello, and welcome to Roll for Topic, a roundtable discussion about topics related to running role-playing games. I'm Chris Salzman. And I'm Andy Rowe. Um, yes, uh, so <laughs> I'm laughing because uh, right before we started, I, I had the intro all like queued up and I was going, I had like high energy, and Andy stopped me mid-sentence and had to um, to stir his tea. <laughs> Yeah, so we took another run at it. I, th- I think we're good. <laughs> I feel like I'm being thrown under the bus here. Right? Yeah, again, I think I did this last week as well. So maybe, maybe we'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, so Andy, uh, we are we're we're going to do something a little bit different today. We're not going to roll on on the table. So if you came to listen to us roll on the table, I'm sorry. This is going to be yet another one of those episodes where we don't. Um, but we the were sound talking... of a million people like scrambling to yes. stop on their podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I think uh, I think it'll be ultimately a worthwhile episode to listen to because so we're gonna dive into um, a topic that we we were just talking about before we we hit record, and that's like we're both feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome at the moment because I don't think it, neither of us are really running games at the moment, and that feels weird. I, I want to say at a certain point you can you need to like stop blaming the pandemic i think for for what's going on and kind of look deep within yourself and say like well you know what's what's going on here um with this um yeah so i'm gonna open it up and we'll we'll talk about some specific stuff but i know for me i think a lot of what i've run lately i think has been like podcast related stuff (laughs) it comes down to it i mean so we had the con recently so i ran something there and then on the podcast we played uh the ground itself and we played some other stuff for the summer of experiments so that's mostly what i ran there i'm trying to remember the last thing i ran in person that wasn't related to to the podcast and i don't remember i think it was a year ago almost to the day where i did some some halloween stuff um, some Halloween one shots, but yeah. So I think that that's sort of where I'm at right now. And it's odd because when we started the podcast, I was running two games that met pretty regularly, right? This was a couple years ago at this point. Um, but yeah, I was, uh, you know, running two games that was meeting pretty regularly. Like, you know, I had, had plans to do other stuff. I was doing one shots all the time as well. Yeah. And now to, to sort of see that dwindle, it's like, it's both sad and it's also just sort of the reality of, of what's going on with my life I think, at this point, you know, all that to say, I'm trying to get a group together to run, run a one shot for Halloween. But then after that, you know, I have maybe a couple other like holiday things planned, but I don't really have like a, okay. And then in 2022, I'm starting up a big campaign of, you know, curse of Strahd or whatever. Yeah, so that's where I'm at. I guess, what about you, Andy? What's What's been going on with your gaming life? You know, something similar. I haven't run anything in a while. The last real regular game I was running was my Band of Blades campaign, which ran from the beginning of the year, roughly, I think, to about midsummer, And then I put that on pause because, basically, for scheduling reasons. Mm-hmm. That's been on pause for a while, and I keep meaning to kind of circle back and get that going again, but it just hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah. You know, like life has been busy. And then even when that was running, I mean, that was a monthly game. We met once a month online for just a couple of hours. And that's not a lot of time in the month spent, Mm -hmm. you know, playing this hobby that consumes much of my thought and imagination, you know, in a typical week or a typical day for that matter. Mm -hmm. And uh, right now, so right now I haven't run anything for a while and I do have kind of plans and hopes what GM doesn't, right? What GM isn't always like thinking what they're going to run next. Mm -hmm. I do have plans and hopes, but the campaign I want to run, I'm not sure if I'll be able to pull it off. I want to do it right, and it needs the right players uh, and the right level of commitment from everybody. 
so you, you know i'm not sure that could well happen like later this year or the beginning of the next year or mm-hmm. it might not so i guess i'm kind of babbling in response but yeah i feel the same way and this isn't this isn't the first time that you know i've gone a stretch of time without really doing a lot of gaming mm-hmm. and uh it is always kind of a curious feeling so i I guess I don't have any other insights right now. So yeah, how, do, how would you react? There's something you said that I think really stuck out to me, which is, you know, it's it's a hobby that sort of consumes you and you're thinking about it all the time. That resonates with me. And I think with probably everybody who's listening to this podcast, right? It's like, it it is the sort of thing, like once you play role-playing games, once you're really invested in it, I think it tinges almost anything you're consuming media-wise, right? And consuming is a awful word i think when you associate it with like you know like content and stuff but you know like when you're watching stuff when you're reading things you're sort of like always thinking in the back of your mind like oh this would be really cool at the table right like or this mm-hmm. wouldn't work at the table yeah it's just there you know and this is like a silly thing but my parents were in town visiting and they saw my collection of, of dice they didn't even see the full extent of it right but they, they saw a part of it they're like what do you use all those for you know they're just like like why would you need more than one one d6 in your life it's but it's like well i don't know i mean this is this is like what i do right like this is yeah yeah i mean there's a there's four stacks of of random you know role-playing books like behind me you know there's some on the bookshelf you know stuff like that it's just yeah it just like permeates everything that you do you know everything you think about and you know and throughout the week we're you know we're constantly having conversations and discord and things like that about running games gaming news and and all this stuff and you know like heck we record a podcast every couple of weeks about <laughs> about running games and talk to people about that as well yeah so i mean i think that's like where the imposter syndrome pops up you're just like well i mean we're doing all this but like are you actually playing like are you are you running <laughs> running games and you know the answer is sort of like no but yes right like not actually, but constantly thinking about it, constantly planning about the next thing that we're going to do. Yeah. You know, um, if I can zoom out from us to kind of mm-hmm. to take kind of a bigger perspective, you know, I've always had this sense being involved in this hobby. There has always been kind of this sneery attitude towards people that talk about games, and, but don't actually play them or don't actually run them. You know, I think I've internalized some of that as well, this sort of embarrassment about being into games, but sometimes going for stretches of time without really without really running or playing in them. I think some people would even point to types of games that are influenced by an awareness that many of the people who buy them are just kind of read them or quote consume them to use that um, terrible term that uh, you introduced. <laughs> yes, sorry. I can't point to you where I read this, but somewhere I remember reading one of the uh, Paizo, one of the people the higher ups at Paizo saying on a, a forum the adventure paths that they publish and they publish a new installment like every month almost like a magazine are like 50 percent played and 50 percent run so don't hmm. quote me on that like that number it does make me think that as weird as it feels i don't think we're alone in having big stretches of time where our main interaction with the hobby is like thinking about it or passively kind of quote consuming it by yeah. reading a book or like participating in a forum or something like that yeah i would say there's also nothing like we've said it a lot like role for topic in particular is not interested in gatekeeping right so like i I don't care how often anyone runs a game 
you know, and I think they're like, even if we, you know, like even if we're actively running games and stuff like that, I mean, I think there still is that, like that pack rat tendency, you know, you're always acquiring uh-huh. new PDFs and games and stuff, even though like you're never going to run them. Like I'm thinking specifically about, and I talked about on the podcast for a while, I was like super pumped to run a cyberpunk campaign. Uh-huh. I think we even like talked about it. Like I bought a bunch of books and stuff and just like somewhere in there, the energy for that ran out. Right. So now I have a handful of cyberpunk books and i think i have the jumpstart kit for cyberpunk 2077 so i've been like it's just it's not gonna happen and i guess that's it's it's okay but it also feels maybe a little silly to keep on like accumulating ideas and source books and things like that like if you're not gonna run them but i also really love it (laughs) like yeah it's just like it's just a very complicated setup it's really like it's a complicated set of emotions and i think you know you have this with anything that you feel a little bit of imposter syndrome about it's like to even have that i think you need to care about the thing that you're you're having the imposter syndrome about and to know a little bit about it as well right so like that's sort of the baseline like like i'm rambling but i think this is important to sort of ramble ramble this out a bit this is not us quitting the podcast or quitting the hobby, right? Like that's, I think that's, oh, for sure. yeah. that, that should be like really, hopefully that's super clear. This is yeah. not like, we're not like breaking up with, <laughs> with Dungeons and Dragons, although maybe we should, but like, you know, like, yeah, it's like, it's still, it's still something like we want to do, right? And like, you want to get back to it. And like, I think I will blame the pandemic a little bit in that like, it'd be way easier if it, you know, could happen simply in person you know, it could have been happening for a while, but yeah, like maybe it's just, it's just a season, right? We get, we get through it. And then like pretty soon we're complaining that we have too many games going on. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, there is that seasonal element to it. I don't for a moment think that I won't be running or playing stuff in the future. You Mm -hmm. know, it's just that right now it's not really happening. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to say, you know, I, I don't think the hobby is unique in this, but it is remarkable to me the extent to which you can really enjoy role-playing games without playing them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something about the end product, like a role-playing book or a manual or something like that, you know, it's not quite the same type of enjoyment you get from, like, reading a novel. Mm-hmm. But there is something kind of neat about reading it and, even you know, reading the rules or reading about a setting and mulling it over in your mind as you read and thinking about what you could do or what you might change. And reacting like, oh, I don't like this. I do like that. I don't know. There's, I don't really get that experience from other, from other hobbies, I guess. I don't know. I was <laughs> trying to think, you know, like, is there an analog? Like, if you're like really into sports or something like that, you know, whatever your hobby is, you know, is there a version of this where you're like, is there a version of being into sports, but like kind of not really participating in an active <laughs> way, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I, do, I, do, I can't think of a good analogy. I mean, if you're really into playing soccer, but you never played soccer, you know, yeah. I mean, that would be a little weird, right? Yeah. Um, but at the same time, I mean, you could watch other people play soccer and you could still say, I really love soccer. Mm-hmm. And everyone would be, that's cool. I, yeah. I like, you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know. I mean, in some, and here I am rambling here too, but in this kind of current era where, Critical Role and others of these big shows have, I think, broadened the audience for D&D. You know, I do think it is maybe more possible now than it has ever been to kind of soak in the world of D&D and role-playing games 
without ever actually rolling the dice and mm-hmm. have it be something that's gratifying and interesting and compelling to you. Yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> it's almost like a lifestyle brand, right? Like, it's like you, yeah. I was at the farmer's market over the weekend and I saw like, I think, I, mean, I probably saw two or three people that had like D&D flavored t-shirts on, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like stuff like that where it's like, that's not playing the game, but it's also sort of putting your 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 foot uh you're know, like putting a line in the sand like i'm but i'm into this right <laughs> like yeah so you're doing that you know I, I listen to uh actual play podcasts every once in a while you know like i'm i'm playing in games too right like you know i, I play in games i'm just not actively yeah. running stuff right now yeah and like i mentioned before like always generating ideas and stuff your sports analogy is i think is is a really good one because like how many people who watch football on the weekends actually play football but they're still football fans. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah. And you wouldn't uh, question it or say, well, you're, you're like a fake. You're not doing this hobby. Right. You know? Yeah. Now that said, it is not my goal to be kind of like a lifestyle fan of D and D or something. Yeah. You know, I've never yeah. felt super, you know, I enjoy a witty D and D t-shirt as much as everybody else. But mm-hmm. f- for me, you know, part of feeling the imposter syndrome or part of having this feeling is like, I, I am not quite ready to just say, yeah, I'm I'm just going to be kind of a fan of this. Yeah. You know, my, my goal with this hobby is to do it, to play it, to <laughs> yeah. run it, you know. Yeah. So while I'm glad that there's a bigger window for people to enjoy the wonderful imaginative world of role playing in ways that don't necessarily mean you're actually rolling the dice. For me, this hobby does come down like at the end for me personally to rolling dice at a table or on a, you know, on a virtual uh, tabletop i guess and i would say my, my goals are, are pretty similar although i think i might come at it a little bit differently i mean i think like i i really enjoy playing games but i think the thing that it engages for me is um is like a creative side hmm. when i feel like me chris am gming well what's happening is there's like this uh this like generative creativity that's happening between me and the players at the table uh, a lot of yes anding and there's a story and and interesting stuff happening right um yeah. like it, to me like that's sort of the end goal right and like so if i'm getting that through reading or participating in discussions and stuff like to me that's scratching like somewhat of the itch right mm-hmm. but it's not it's not the complete experience either one other thing thinking back to the kind of consumer consumption idea that we talked about a few minutes ago you know part of my feeling of like feeling slightly bad about not running or playing games is linked to the fact that I have just, you know, I basically I've spent a lot of money on this over the years, <laughs> yes. you yeah. know, and it's not like I'm not well, the role playing hobby. You're not buying yachts or, you know, spending thousands each month on golf or whatever gear, you know, <laughs> but it adds up and, you know, and there, I have more books and more junk accumulated in my house than I wish I did, honestly. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I know you and I and some of the other people in our community have, have actually done a fair amount of talking of like, how do you trim down your collection when you get to a point where you really just don't want all of this stuff anymore? So there is a little bit of that element. Like, you know, in my house, we had our basement flooded a couple of weeks ago. So part of the process of kind of clearing that out was moving up uh, all of my role playing books that were down there uh, and within range of the flooded area. Right. So we mm-hmm. held them up. So right now our living room is like stacked high i mean there's stacks there's stacks of books on filling up our living room table and some are stacked on the ground 
And, you know, when I walk by that and I think, Andy, how many times, how many games did you run in uh, 2021? And like, look at all those books sitting there. It's, it's not a good feeling, you know? And it, yeah. you know, maybe it's just an American first world, like queasiness with, with the fact that, that we spend so much on our hobbies and stuff like that. But I don't know, just in the sake of total transparency here, you know, I feel bad a little bit. It's a, it's a conflicted sort of bad about mm-hmm. just all this stuff I've accumulated that I'm not really using. Yeah. Well, I mean, I want to go back to what you said about, you know, we're not buying yachts or spending thousands of dollars on golf and just say that we have the moral high ground here, right? Because we're not spending <laughs> as much money. Yeah. Did you hear that? We are better than other hobbyists. <laughs> we're better, better than, yeah. That's Pick right. a hobby. We're better. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, yeah. I should throw out the disclaimer. If you buy yachts or you spend thousands on golf, I actually don't know how much it costs to like maintain a golf. Yeah, hobby. I, mean, I like yeah, to think yeah. it's like a ludicrously high amount so that I can feel better <laughs> about my hobby expenditures. Uh, yeah. So please don't tell me you can golf on like a hundred dollars a year. Uh, yeah. I don't want to hear that. Uh, yeah. I don't want anyway, to hear it either. And I don't want to buy you go. Book. <laughs> yeah. Whatever your hobby is like, I'm not judging you. I trust me. You could, if you looked and saw the stack of game books in the other room, you would see, I cannot judge anyone for what they <laughs> invest in their hobby. <laughs> yes. That's true. Yeah, I was looking at my our bookshelves recently, and, and I was thinking about how we need to need to add another one. And then I was thinking that we need to add another one because I, I need to stop buying books. Right? <laughs> yes, like, exactly. Yeah. My yeah. wife has said similar things. You know, like oh, we should get another uh, we should get another bookshelf. And it's like, but if I do that, I'll have to admit I have so many books that we need another bookshelf, and I'm not ready to make that <laughs> confession yet. Yeah, and I've been down that road before, and it's um. Yeah, it just feeds the addiction because then you have more room. Because, right, like that's the thing with bookshelves is like there's you can fit a lot on them. And so then you're like, well, now I got the room for it. You gotta, gotta fill it up. <laughs> yeah. So in some way, I mean, it's nice to have PDFs that you can immediately forget about <laughs> buried in your, your inbox. Circling back. So yeah. if we are experiencing, you know, um, a little bit of Im- imposter syndrome, mm-hmm. maybe we aren't the best suited to do this. But. If someone came to you and felt felt that way and said to you, I am really experiencing imposter syndrome. I haven't gamed in forever. I really want to. I feel bad. What would you say to them? Oh, I would say uh, and this is just like one of those, like, I know better, right? I would say to them, like, no, like, you're great. Like, you're a GM. Like, you're, you, you play games like you're just not playing games right now. And that's totally fine. Yeah. If you feel bad about that, what you should do is just put together a one shot or like, let's play something right now. So you can say that I played, <laughs> I played through an encounter. Right? Yeah. Like you, you did something today, right? Like there's, there's this concept of 1% better that I like. Um, although I rarely, rarely follow it. Like where you, rather than trying to get a hundred percent better in one day at a thing, you just focus on doing like one thing, one one percent better every day, mm. and then over time, all of a sudden, you're you're way better. Um, yeah, so I like that concept a lot. But I, and I think that the GM advice for that to someone who's experiencing imposter syndrome is like, well, yeah, just do do one one small thing, like yeah. it, it'll be okay. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, I should take that advice myself, right? And just <laughs> just just run a run a one shot like kind of get it out of my system and then you know see what happens from there but yeah what yeah. what would you say to someone who said that i would say something similar the fact that we feel bad about it is not i think because it's like an inherently bad thing it's because we bring certain expectations society puts expectations about how we should be spending our time how we should be spending our money it's a judgy feeling you know, this feeling of imposter syndrome is is us judging ourselves. And I think everybody 
just in general, could stand to just be a little easier on themselves. So I think my advice might be do what brings you joy and what satisfies you. And don't worry so much about whether you are meeting somebody else's criteria for are you doing it right? Hmm. So I don't even know if I would say go out there and run a game. I, I think I might be more inclined to say if this is like causing you real stress, there's probably something something more going on that that you should probably spend some time grappling with. The fact that you've let a hobby become a source of stress because you aren't engaging with it in the right way or at in the, with the frequency that you think you ought to. And having figured that out, maybe then come back to the table and run some one shots or get that campaign going. But it ultimately... If it's not just a passing thing, if the feeling of imposter syndrome, I think everyone kind of experiences it to one degree from time to time. So I don't think you should panic if you go through a season of it, like maybe you and I are now. But, mm -hmm. you know, if this is a thing that sticks with you for a really long time, I don't know. Talk out, talk that out with a therapist or a friend or a spouse or something, you know? Yeah. Um, so, Andy, but what if you have a, a podcast? <laughs> that you yeah. Well, if you have a podcast, then you... Yeah. <laughs> then... Uh, yeah, I guess we haven't talked about that, but how ludicrous it sometimes feels to be doing a podcast if I haven't played recently, you know, it's kind of fun. Yeah, just to address that a little bit, I mean, I think the, I hope this is coming through, like, right, we're going to, we're going to publish this conversation on the internet, right? Like, so that's going to take a certain amount of, like, I'm not going to call it courage because it's like, whatever, right? It's a, it's a podcast episode. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's, it's fine <laughs> to, to put that, to put that out there. But I mean, I think the reason we want to have this conversation is because my suspicion is that lots of people feel this, right? Yeah. In, in some way or another, you know, you feel that. And I think it's really easy to maybe listen to, you know, listen to a favorite podcast or, you know, like hear someone speak and be like, oh, well, they have it all together and they are meeting some sort of criteria for whatever I think is a good GM, right? Like, it, right. And like that criteria is they're running two games a week and they're, you know, meeting every time and everybody's always happy. Right. Like, you know, like it, it's probably that picture isn't correct of, of whoever you're looking at and thinking, of, thinking about that for, I yeah. mean, other than like, you know, other than certain people, right. Who are, are perfect, but like, <laughs> right. Like it, it's, 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 it's like, it's sort of like, it's, it's okay. Right. And I think like in, in part we're recording this and we're going to publish it. So later on we can, we can both listen back to it, you know, in 10 years and be like, Oh, remember back then when it felt like, yeah. you know, like how, how dare we like not run, run a game <laughs> in what it's like three months or something like that. Like, you know, how, how dare we do that? And then also, you know, decide to dispense some sort of advice to people. And it's like, well, I mean, it turns out like, like we've, we've run games, like we, some of that advice still holds, like we, yeah. can, we can still have these conversations um, like that. So I, I hope this is, this is helpful rather than just like, I don't know, delete the podcast if you need to unsubscribe, but like, you know, that's, <laughs> that's on you, but I, I would hope that you'd stick around. Cause I mean, like, I don't think this is not going to be a forever like set up for us where we're both yeah, just sure. morose and in, impostered <laughs> yeah. yeah if we do mope around for more than like two episodes in a row please i don't know find us <laughs> yeah. and slap us or something like that yeah that's definitely not the intention so yeah. yeah maybe we can kind of maybe why don't we wrap up our mm -hmm. chat here i and this is usually we do kind of our what's been up with you banter at the beginning of the episode but mm -hmm. i have a quick thing i wanted to run past you that oh, actually yeah. might help me break out of the uh, imposter syndrome doldrums here but, okay yeah let's um, hear it. do you have any closing thoughts on imposter syndrome um no i don't think i, I have any and i'm not going to try to be witty this week <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> just don't have it in me. <laughs> yeah. 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 I guess I don't have anything uh, truly insightful either, except I really do hope if you're listening and you are feeling bad, you know, that, uh, about this or something else related to the hobby, you know, just go easy on yourself, man. Mm-hmm. It is, we are getting to the point where I do feel increasingly sheepish blaming the pandemic, as you say, for, mm-hmm. for whatever, but we, you can, you've still got some time to blame the pandemic. So yeah. Shrug, well, laugh about the pandemic, and then just yeah. go easy on yourself. I do like. I mean, I sometimes forget that I also um, have welcomed a second child into the world. <laughs> so, oh, like, well, there's you know. that too. Yeah, you know, little things like that. Yeah, just really tiny, tiny things you need attention. <laughs> yes, I guess. Like in closing, I wanted to say. So, I wanted to ask you: Are you thinking about doing something gamey for Halloween, like running a game or playing in a game? And if so, yeah. what what is that? Yeah. So I I did allude to this earlier um like in, in the the episode so I'm, I'm trying to get a a group together to run like a one shot ish you know maybe two session halloween game of some sort i think some of them might listen to the podcast so i'm not going to go into too many details about it but yeah it'll be be strad related i think is the <laughs> is the hope um because i think yeah that's a like you know good good halloween thing the other thing i was thinking about a couple years ago i ran a a kids on bikes game yeah, it was one shot, which was super fun. I, I just like I pulled that book down off the shelf um, earlier tonight. Actually, I was just flipping through it and just remembering how much I love the the world building um, in that game. Yeah. So if you're looking for if you're listening to this and looking for like a good one shot, I would say maybe a longer one shot. You know, it's going to take you four or five hours to play play through something. Uh, Kids on bikes. I would highly recommend. But yeah, what about what about you? Do you have anything planned for Halloween? Yeah, I am getting ready to run a spooky one shot for my oldest kids high school rpg club yeah so they're having a spooky one shot day i'm hoping that there will be a lot of people running spooky one shots because it's a pretty big club there's a lot of kids a couple dozen kids in it and Mm -hmm. i will be running a spooky western uh using the savage worlds system so i have in my mind i i have a pretty decent idea of what i want to do but i haven't actually sat down to uh stat everything out and uh and sketch maps and stuff like that so Mm -hmm. i won't lie i'm a little apprehensive just because it's a this will be a different environment that i've run games in before Mm -hmm. um yeah i've I've run lots of games for kids so that doesn't intimidate me too much but these are high schoolers and high schoolers are you know high schoolers are high schoolers you know (laughs) yeah uh but yeah we've talked a lot about running one shots on this podcast so as I've been thinking through what to run, I've been trying to think like, so what we've had guests come on and tell us, give all sorts of great tips about like how to run good one shots. So what, are, what were those tips again? So I need <laughs> yeah. to go back and listen to some of our past episodes, but yeah. just trying to get something that will be punchy and playable in a couple of hours um, mm-hmm. and leaving some space to teach people the system. I pick Savage mm-hmm. Worlds because it's not very complicated, but you still, still have to spend at least one encounter, like kind of ramping everybody up uh, mm-hmm. on how how to use the rules so we'll see yeah that's great you know we were we were joking on on the discord about um like your costume that you could wear for that <laughs> and like which is really interesting to me because like i was thinking about it today like the something about the wild west just like begs for people to dress up yeah in yeah. a way that other game systems is like well you could dress up if you wanted to but like wild west it seems like you would you'd be missing a golden opportunity to not show up in like with a sheriff's badge <laughs> Something. Yeah, you are yeah. so right. It's such a costumey period of history, at least in our popular imagination. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, I have to identify 
whatever the line is, I want to, it would be fun to go in with some sort of props or costume, but I am also dealing with the judgiest age group, the judgiest and like least gracious age group that, I, <laughs> that I'm aware yes. of at least. Yeah. So it has to be funny and not like uh, mm-hmm. distracting for the kids. So I don't yeah. know. What I would want to do is have uh, different colored hats, right? So like a like a white cowboy hat and a black cowboy hat, you know, and like swap them depending on like if you're playing the villain, <laughs> the villain or not. You could get, you get really fun because I mean, like the teenagers are gonna like the teenagers already think you're a huge dork and don't yeah. like you, so you might as well ham it up and have as much fun as possible. This that is going to be a situation point. where as long as you're having fun, they'll they'll decide whether or not they're gonna have fun. <laughs> So what would be most fun for me is if there are some props or gimmicks or something like that that the kids get to handle and use. Mm-hmm. So there's some simple ones that like go well with the Savage World system. Like I'll have poker chips to represent like kind of action points. Mm-hmm. And um, there will be a playing card deck and I'll assign one of the kids to kind of be the dealer. Any Off the top of your head, are there any like Wild Westy things that would be fun to be like, oh, you get to you get to pin this sheriff badge on you. Mm-hmm. during this scene or you know like that sort of thing oh this is absurd and you probably can't get it together beforehand but i wonder how much it would cost to buy some of those like uh beer bottles that are like breakable like the sugar <laughs> the made of sugar <laughs> like and and whether or not they actually hurt when you break them over someone's head because that would be really fun if you know if you each gave them one of those to like smash each other with or <laughs> to oh break on the table yeah Okay, um, that's too good of an idea for this world, I think. Uh, yeah, so maybe look into that. Um, they would be broken within seven seconds. Yeah, probably. To a high schooler. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just okay. Yeah, maybe so you bring like two sets, right? So one, one is the practice one. Um, yeah, I think like a sheriff's badge would be good. Um, it's at school, so you should not bring like a replica six-shooter um, yeah. with you. You know, that's um, actually kind of a yeah. bummer because yeah. the, the guns of the Wild West era are so iconic and they're they're such pieces of art you know to look at uh they Mm. they, it's a bummer i cannot bring in some wild west guns yeah yeah i mean of course i'm not going to do it i would be insane but like it it is a bummer that we live in a world where yeah that's obviously yeah i'm just imagining andy walking in with like yeah a long duster and he he opens (laughs) opens it up and just lined with (laughs) lined with like the those toy like cap guns with like the orange (laughs) um yeah i'm trying to think of like other stuff i mean i think you're you're right on with the poker chips and the playing cards um i think like a sheriff's bag badge would be really cool like a lasso 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 would be cool that's an interesting idea too I mean, we were joking about one of those toy horses on a stick, which I still think is a good idea. (laughs) Like you could do, depending on what the setting is, you could do a lot with like panning for gold as well. Like if you really wanted like a a meaty prop, you could have like a a bin full of dirt with some fake gold in there. So they will be interacting with some prospectors um, uh, in the adventure. So that is something I hadn't thought about. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I don't know how you would do that in the game where it doesn't just become like messy or, or whatever, you know, right. messy like that. That could be really fun. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Well, this is, like, this is, so the, yeah, the more I hear about this, uh, the more I want you to run it for me. <laughs> it's like, it sounds super fun. <laughs> well, it, I'll tell you what, if it goes well and I, I have a good time running it, I'll, uh, I'll extend an offer to run, uh, uh, run it again for you and anyone else who's interested. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. 
Okay. All right. Well, we, we should wrap up. So, yep, yep, yep. um, yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Um, this was a bit more of a heartfelt episode, I think, than some of the other ones. Um, so yeah, please let us know what any of your feedback um, is on it. Um, yeah, we'd, we'd like to hear, especially if you're feeling some of the same stuff that we're feeling, I'd, I'd love to hear hear your thoughts on it. But yeah, and we have, uh, you can either reach out directly to us. There's also a Discord. So here's here's a very dumb question that we really ought to have figured out. So what is the best way for someone who's listening, who's not already a member of our little kind of online community to find mm-hmm. us and talk to us? Oh, that is a super good uh, question. And I think the answer for that is if you go to our website, um, so gmdiscussions.com, I think a uh, rollfortopic.com will actually also get you there. Uh, there is a tab on the website for contact and you can, you can do that. Uh, you can contact us that way. I think it just has our email addresses there. Yes. Yeah, so you can reach out. We check our email regularly, right? So those will actually get to us. Um, alternative is to start your own podcast and invite us on as guests. I guess you could, you could contact us that way. Yeah. But yeah, yeah I don't think, uh, neither Andy or I are like super active on Twitter or anything like that. So email's best there. Awesome. All right. Well, Hey Chris, it's been fun uh, chatting about something a little bit different. All right. Well, thank you everybody. Um, I've been Chris Salzman. I've been Andy Rowe. And remember if your players are having fun, you're a great GM. Mm-hmm.